And the text that calls for our attention on this Easter morning comes to us from our gospel reading from Luke 24, and especially these words. And they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me begin by asking you a question this morning. Whose life is more formed day to day by their beliefs about the resurrection of Jesus? A devout atheist or your typical Christian? That answer should be easy. Surely it's the Christian. But is it? There are many devout atheists who spend a lot of time trying to learn more reasons so that they can continue to deny the resurrection, at least in their minds. They give evidence in doing so that they understand that if the resurrection is true, it would change everything. Some are so dedicated that they give speeches. They write books. They're willing to debate the topic of the resurrection with anyone. So does the typical Christian really think daily about what the resurrection of Jesus means for their life now and for their life to come? Do they daily live in the power of the resurrection? Can they explain to someone else why it is that the resurrection of Christ is so important? Well, this morning we might ask a very similar question in regards to that time of the first Holy Week and the people that were present there on that day. We might ask that according to the accounts we have of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday, who was it that took Jesus' words about raising up from the dead most seriously? Was it those who had loved and followed Jesus throughout his ministry? Or was it those who were opposed to him? Well, if you read through the accounts of what happened during the time between Jesus' death and burial and his resurrection, it certainly seems that those who did not believe and did not want to aid Jesus in any way, well, they remembered very well his words about rising in three days. In Matthew's Gospel, we are told that the chief priests and the Pharisees said to Pilate, Sir, remember how this imposter said while he was still alive, After three days I will rise? They took his words so seriously that they sealed the tomb and that they put armed guards outside. They wanted to make sure that Jesus' words about dying and rising would be proven unquestionably false. They wanted to keep him in the tomb, and therefore they wanted to keep anyone else out of that tomb where they might be able to stage a hoax. They believed that if Jesus was still in that tomb by the end of Sunday, well then no one in their right mind would place their trust in his words any longer. In contrast, those who had believed in Jesus during his ministry seemed in those days after his death to forget his words about rising. Joseph of Arimathea placed Jesus' body in the tomb and 
rolled a stone in front of it and walked away. The women that we heard about who went early in the morning to that tomb were going there to anoint a dead body. Peter and the other disciples, even upon hearing the woman's account of an angel speaking to them about the resurrection, well, they thought such words were nothing more than idle tales. The words that had proceeded from Jesus' mouth did not rest in their hearts or their minds. They had forgotten that Jesus had told his opponents that he, that they rather, could tear down the temple and he would rebuild it in three days, speaking of his own body. They forgot that he had said that just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, that he too would spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, but then be spit back up alive. They forgot how he spoke about having the authority to both lay down his life and then to pick it up again. They even forgot just the many times he plainly said to him that he was going to Jerusalem to die and then to rise. Those words that we heard that were spoken to the women by the angels isn't it interesting that the first words spoken on that Easter Sunday must have felt like a rather stern rebuke. Indeed, these women were told, in essence, what are you doing here looking for a dead body this morning? Or as they put it, why are you looking for the living among the dead? After all, Jesus had told them that he would be alive. But thankfully, through this rebuke, their memories were stirred up we are told that at that time they remembered his words. And the words that they remembered, well, they changed everything. And that is what Easter is about. We are here today to remember the words that Jesus spoke before his death about his resurrection. Words that were proven true on that Easter morning. We are here to remember that all of Jesus' words are trustworthy and true. They are worthy of our trust precisely because Jesus spoke about his own death and resurrection even before they happened. Although it appears that many who followed Jesus had forgotten his words about resurrection after his death, Jesus reminded them in the most spectacular ways he shook the earth as the stone was rolled away. He sent down angels out of heaven in order to proclaim that he was alive. He indeed then appeared to Mary Magdalene, to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, to the apostles in the upper room, and to hundreds of more people. And through the words of the angels, and through his bodily appearances to others, he caused everyone to remember his words. They remembered how he had told them all of this would happen long before it ever happened. Yes, the resurrection of Jesus proved that the words of Jesus were faithful and true. It, of course, was not the first time Jesus said something and then it happened, but this was no doubt the greatest and most decisive time that happened. After all, Jesus had claimed that after he had been dead in the tomb for three days, he would rise from the grave. 
It's ludicrous. It's a ludicrous claim to make. And it happened. Just like he said. So today, we proclaim that he is risen. And in so doing it, we proclaim that Jesus' words, all of them, are faithful and true. Even his words that seem to us in the moment we hear them to be ludicrous, they are faithful and true. Even his words that seem to us that they might be impossible due to the circumstances we find ourselves in, they are faithful and true. Even words we can't understand because of the limitations of our human minds, they are faithful and true. A lot of people in our modern day like to act as if they do not put their trust in anyone anymore, that everything they believe is based on careful research and scientific proof. But of course, in the end, that's hogwash. Even if you do your research and you read up on a topic, in the end you must admit that you are still trusting what someone has written or what someone has theorized. So who are you going to trust? How about trusting first and foremost the one who said that he would be raised up from the dead and then was? Indeed, how about ordering your life according to his words? Ever since Easter morning, the unbelievers have been trying to disprove the resurrection. They understand by nature that if Jesus was raised up from the dead after predicting that he would do just that, well then they would have to change their way of thinking and their whole lives. But do we believers understand how important the event of the resurrection should be in our lives? Do atheists shape their lives more around trying to disprove Jesus' resurrection than we try to shape our lives by living in the power of it? If so, let us repent this day. Let us repent and turn to the one who was crucified for our sins and who has been raised up for our justification. For his words, they are faithful and true. After all, he said that he would rise from the dead, and he did. So today, trust the words that you have heard here. Trust the words that you will hear here. Know that indeed your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, know that Christ's body and blood is present on that altar as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Know that because Jesus was raised up from the dead, well, you too have already been raised up in your baptism. And one day you will be raised up bodily from the grave to share eternal life with God. Jesus is risen, just like he said. Who else would we trust? Hallelujah and amen.